0: Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church Podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday sermons. To hear this live and before subscribers do, join us in Rockport, Maine on Sunday mornings at 10 for worship and before that at 845 for prayer service. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Awesome. So listen, over the past few weeks, uh, I feel like the Lord has been reminding me of a certain season of when Jen and I were actually leading the youth ministry down in North Carolina. And kind of what He keeps bringing to my mind is this, is when we we were beginning our third year there, like I, I, I realized that unintentionally, I spent the whole first year preaching nothing but basically about the kids, uh, about their relationship with God. And, uh, you know, basically when I was looking over my notes for the previous year, I was like, wow, uh, you know, that's kind of where the Lord led us. And then I realized that the entire second year, I preached on nothing and nothing but about basically their relationship with each other. And I feel like the Lord just kind of put an emphasis on that. And I say that to say this is... Because that keeps coming to my heart, I feel like God is saying that uh, we don't need to be in a hurry as a church, but we need to kind of settle in and we need to focus. We need to turn our attention on basically just our relationships with one another for no other reason than this, because they're important. Amen. And, you you know, I I can say this, you know, obviously, and we'll we'll talk in a second, but, but conflict not only destroys relationships, not only does it cause unemployment. Can I get a witness? Uh, but, but, you know, if you, if you look at church history, it also kills revival. And so, you know, we want to be a healthy church. We want to be a healthy people uh, so God can come and move. We want to be healthy families. Amen. And, and so, you know, there should, be, there should be a goal in every one of our hearts as believers that, that we are healthy. And, you know, this may sound silly, but simply put, because God's healthy. Yeah. Right? God's not dysfunctional, and as his kids, we don't need to be dysfunctional either. And, uh, you know, in saying that, we need to sometime admit our dysfunction, and if we don't admit it, we're not going to move past it. Yeah. Amen? So, let's pray, and uh, we'll begin, and I'll kind of go ahead and, and uh, preface it with this. Today is super, super simple, and it's super simple intentionally, but let me maybe add this. If, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes sports, and anytime you... Like if you just sit back and it doesn't really matter what sport, but most of the time either teams or people that win championships, it's because they understand the fundamentals, right? I'll give you, I'll give you a specific basketball team if you like basketball. The San Antonio Spurs used to kick everybody's butts. And the reason they kick everybody's butts because it wasn't because they had the most talent. It was because they understood the fundamentals. They weren't flashy. They just played solid basketball. They played team ball. And they won championship after championship. I think Greg Popovich has got, I don't know, probably more rings than he put on his fingers. But but a lot of times as believers, I think we... We get bored with the fundamentals, and we want, we want something flashy. We chase things, uh, but the reason those things don't work in our lives is because the fundamentals aren't solid in our lives. we got cracks in our foundation, okay? So so today is very foundational, and uh, I would encourage you, it doesn't matter if you've been with the Lord 20, 30, 40 years, to still open your heart and just say, Lord, is there anything there that I need to get? Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today, God, that you have called us to be healthy believers. God, you've called us to be people who uh, act like you, resemble you, talk like you, walk like you. In fact, you said in your Word that obviously that Jesus came and gave us an example, and that we should follow in His footsteps. And so, Lord, today we're just asking God that you would stir in our hearts, God, that you would stir in our hearts, and God, that you would draw our attention to our marriages, God, that you would draw our attention to our relationship with our kids, our relationship with our parents, God, that you would. Draw Draw our attention to our relationship with our, with our friends and with even our, uh, the people who work for us or maybe we work for. Lord, we're just asking, God, that you would just uh, come and just stir the waters, God, in our heart. And, Lord, we just pray that the Holy Spirit would allow us to see things that we typically don't see. We ask you to do that. Holy Spirit, come and shine your light today. Thank you for your anointing. Come and do what you do best. And that's change lives and teach. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, in last week's message, we started off by talking about how a large portion of the Bible is really about two subjects. And the first subject is this. It's about our relationship with God. And the second subject is this. It's about our relationship with people. And then we begin to talk about how those two relationships are intricately connected. Is that not true? They're intricately connected. And so kind of we see this connection in this way. Even if you go all the way back to the Old Testament, look at the Ten Commandments. The first four deal with our relationship with God. The last six commandments deal with our relationship with people. Fast forward into the New Testament. Jesus steps on the scene and he says this basically that he's taking those Ten Commandments and he's compacting them into two commandments. And the first one was this, to love the Lord thy God with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength. That is our relationship with God. And the second was to love your neighbor as yourself. That's our relationship with people. So even in the the commandment that Jesus gave there, you see the the four commandments and you see the six commandments. But once again, the point that I'm trying to make here is these relationships are, once again, intricately connected. I'm going to say what I said last week. It is impossible to be, you know, intentionally wrong with people and still think you're right with God, right. Yeah. right? That's impossible. So anyways, wisdom would say this, that if God not only connects these two relationships, but if he also puts such a great importance on them, then so should we. Can I get an amen there? Yeah. So the only problem is, is this, is for us to have uh, lasting, healthy, authentic, loving relationships with people, we all know, once again, it's easier said than done. And it's all because of this one word. And that one word is what? Everybody say conflict. Come on, say conflict. Conflict. So as I mentioned last week, and I'm just trying to kind of bring everybody up to speed here, that obviously nobody in here likes conflict. Hopefully you don't. If you do, something's wrong with you, right? There's something wrong with you if you like conflict. But, But in the world of relationships, conflict is unavoidable. It will find you. And the reason is this, and don't miss this. The reason conflict is unavoidable is because our individual uniqueness guarantees it. Our individual uniqueness guarantees it, and I say that because of this. If you you stop and just look at the people you know, uh, everybody has their own unique blend of temperaments, personalities, upbringings or backgrounds, right, the way you're raised, experience, giftings, abilities, and passions in life. And what's so interesting is, and this is why I think God is so cool, is because no uh, two people have the same blend, the same mix. Everybody is different. And if you want to top it all, if you want to put a little icing on that cake, it's this, that everybody uh, has different opinions as well. Right? There, there, there's practically, you, you know, uh, I could simply just say the word politics in here, and we'd be in an uproar. Right? And so, anyways, it, it's kind of like this. It's, it's those differences it's what makes life fun. It's what makes relationships fun. It also is the thing that enriches our relationships with one another. But on the other hand, it's also what creates so much conflict in our lives. Can I get a witness? So just a thought here. Because if I said, if I said hey, guys, think of a time you had a relational conflict with someone, it, you know, it would take you probably five seconds to think of something. Some of you guys, uh, it happened yesterday. For me, it happened yesterday. Jen didn't want to get in line, so we had conflict. So... <laughs> That is a joke, by the way. She's, just so y'all know, she's good with that kind of stuff. So nobody gets bent out of shape, okay? We, it's just us having fun. So, but, but it's this. It's, it's how we handle those conflicts when they arise. That's what reveals or that's what shows how much those relationships mean to us. Yeah. Right? It's, it's kind of like this, if we're the type of person that has conflict, and there's people in the room that are like this, that as soon as you have conflict, you drop that person like a hot potato. That is an issue. That's a problem because, because when you stop and you sit back and you go, man, relationships are important to me, when you understand the kingdom mindset of relationships and that God brings relationships into your life, then, then you're willing to do whatever it takes. You're going to purpose in your heart to, to simply just work out that issue that's between the two of you. Is that right? So, remember the verse we kind of used as our launching pad last week. It said this, as it depends on who? As it depends on you. As it depends on you. Not the other person, but as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, understand there that it's this, that God, it is God's will for his people to be at peace. Right? I've met so many believers that they wouldn't know peace if it hit them in the face. And the part, part part of the problem is this: is the stuff we're talking about here today. I'm not saying that to to jab anybody, but it's just truth. But, but God wants us to be at peace. He wants us. Listen, if you are if you are married in here and you're married to another believer, He wants there to be peace. Amen. You know, let, let me maybe say this, and is. This is really difficult to do when emotions are flying, words are flying. But but the next time you're having conflict with someone that's a believer, that goes back to the whole thing. Let's recenter ourselves that we're believers, and that we have the same goal, the same heart. We're on the same team. Let's recenter ourselves so God can really walk in the room, Amen. And He can walk into our hearts. Maybe that's a better way to say it. So, anyways, because once again, it's just recap. Because we believe that relationships are important. We, we understand this, that we, we understand that we can't live life with our head stuck in the sand, like we're trying to avoid conflict at all costs. That's a problem, right? Same time, we need to realize this, that we need to learn that we need to learn how to resolve conflict in a healthy way. Can I get an amen? So part of this is this: is understanding that passivity or passiveness and fear uh, never solve conflict in a healthy way. Right. But at the same time, running into a conflict like a bull in a china shop, uh, it doesn't work either. So, you you know, typically when you get in a room full of people, typically you have people that just want to love everybody. And when you want to love everybody, you tend to be really passive. Right. Because you're afraid you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're afraid that, you know, whatever. It's not going to go well. And and the thing is with that is, is I want you to know today that if that's you, uh, conflict rarely, rarely, rarely fixes itself. Right Now, now we may get over that hump, and we may move on, but it's still going to be there. All you have to do is get in an argument. How many times have we been in an argument with somebody, and stuff that happened 20 years came up? Well, obviously, if that's the case, it wasn't resolved, right? But at the same time, there's people in here, and this is more the, the, the grouping that I roll into. You're aggressive by nature, right? I, you know, can I get a witness, right? So, you, you know... Folks that are like that, that, maybe you have an aggressive approach, you need to realize that, man, that always makes things worse, right? So we got to learn how to do it God's way. And, uh, you you know, once again, just a little blurb here, but it's for those reasons. In last week's message, we talked about uh, six reasons we don't like conflict. Six reasons we don't like conflict, and they all boil down to really just one word. It's called fear. And then we talked about eight ways to navigate conflict. And so I just encourage you, once again, just commercial, go get the podcast. Okay, go listen to the podcast. If you weren't here, please listen to the podcast. If you were here, please listen to the podcast. All right? I need to go listen to the podcast. All right, let's just move. Y'all ready? So... As we transition here, I want to say one comment to kind of build a bridge from last week to this week. And it's super simple, and it's super true, and so don't miss it, please. But it's this, that it is extremely difficult to resolve conflict in a healthy way when we aren't healthy. Do, do, do you understand that? that listen, um, the other day we were talking in the office, uh, Mr. Bill, Cat, and I. And, and I was reading a, a scripture in Isaiah and in the context is talking about sin, but the actually the word picture that it gives in the Hebrew language is that uh that there's actually someone who has a rope to like a little cart, a little wagon, and they're pulling their sin along. That everywhere they go, it goes with them. And you know, it may not be sin, but but the, the, the basically the unhealthy baggage we have, we all pull it with us. Right? So so today understand this that it doesn't matter. Uh, How godly you are in this place, it's just a real statement. Even talking about myself, we all got baggage, right? We all got it. So let's not be afraid of it. All right, so here we go. Um, I want to spend our time today really talking about our emotional health under the overarching theme of healthy relationships and healthy conflict. And many of the things that I want to say today, if you were here for the Overcoming series, it's in that. I'm just saying it in a different way. And so uh, I guess I'll just leave it at this. You might recognize some of it, but just as with any good information, it bears to be repeated. Yes. All right? And, and here's my I'm kind of reason I'm giving myself an inward okay to repeat some of this is because statistics say that you guys only remember 7% of what you hear. <laughs> if you ever want to give a statistic that just crushes a pastor's dreams... That's it. But you spend hours and hours and hours, and they remember 7%. So next week, I'm just going to study for 7%. Anyway, so I'm going to give you 7% of this. we will be have done in, like, I don't know. You mathematicians can help me, like, a few minutes, whatever, like five. So anyways, here we go. So once I watch this, so every healthy church, every healthy Church community, we'll use that word. It's kind of trendy. That church community, and watch this: in every healthy relationship, they have one thing in common, and it's this. Once again, church relationships: one thing in common, it's healthy people. That's it. It's really that simple. Notice I didn't say uh, that that they have perfect people, but they have healthy people. Okay, and there's a huge difference there. So. Uh, this kind of goes without saying, but if we want to be the kind of people that enjoy healthy relationships in here, which I think we are, nobody wants a dysfunctional relationship, hopefully, right? But, but as people who want a healthy relationship, once again, that collectively uh, makes up a healthy church, then we got to first understand what a healthy person looks like. We have to understand what a healthy person looks like. I told you this is so simple, uh, but I want to bring clarity to this. And so for that reason, it's all we're going to focus on today. I want to give you seven char- characteristics. ...of a healthy person. Seven characteristics of a healthy person. It's intentionally not too in-depth, but... ...let me let me say this. I realize that when I say... ...I want to give you seven characteristics of a healthy person... ...most people in the room said, I'm healthy. <laughs> Y'all know that's true, right? Um, because here's why I know that. Let's be honest with ourselves. A high percentage of the time that we get... ...we have a conflict with someone else, okay... I would say probably about 95% of the time, some random number, we think we're right and they're wrong. And I'm going to tell you 100% of the time, you're both wrong, okay? Um, I knew that yesterday sitting on my porch, all right? So anyways, number one, here we go. So open your heart. Number one, uh, healthy people are easy to talk to. They're easy to talk to. I told you it's simple. They're easy to talk to. Listen here and evaluate you. Give permission to the Holy Ghost to evaluate you. But healthy people don't dominate conversations by doing all the talking. Nor do they do this. Do they bully, threaten, intimidate. We obviously wouldn't use those words, but we do it a lot of times. That we wouldn't intimidate people in our speech to get our own way. That we don't get defensive. Healthy people don't dig their heels in or lash out in anger. Uh, they, they're not argumentative. Uh, they, they don't give people the cold shoulder. They don't, they don't clam up and begin to create an awkward and uncomfortable silence. How many of you guys know that's fun with that person, right? And, and they don't, nor does a healthy person live under cloud of negativity. And I'll just stop there and say this. I remember uh, one, of my, one of my dearest friends in the world spoke to him this week. I remember that there was a season in his life he was carrying the mullet grub so bad he looked like, uh, what's the fellow's name that, that in Charlie Brown got the cloud pig pen? pig pen. That's right. I should remember that. My stepdad used to say that was me when I was a kid because he was playing in the dirt all the time. Um, cause I was always filthy. But anyways, but, but it was like, I remember sitting in somebody's house one time and he's actually married to the girl that lived in the house. Now I remember sitting there, everybody's laughing and having fun. And he opens the front door and he comes in and the whole atmosphere went, and everybody was like, yeah. pig pen walked in the door. Right? Anyways, so, so those kind of people that once again cloud of negativity, uh, a healthy person doesn't isolate themselves or emotionally hide from people around them. In other words, they don't shut down and they don't tune out. Uh, they don't make conversations all about themselves and they don't use conversations as their own platform. Don't you love those people? Right, That they got their own personal agenda that they want to preach, and they're just, you're just the next victim. Anyways, so a healthy person understands this, that honest, friendly, and life-giving conversations are essential to relationships. Therefore, what they do, and this is huge, that they carry themselves in a friendly way. Do we carry ourselves in a friendly way today? Do, do we do this? Do we listen before we speak because we're considerate of people? Do we have a positive and peaceful attitude about us? Do we have pure hearts and pure motives behind our words? So today when we're talking about this, I want you to think about it in several ways. I want you to think about it just normal everyday life with a random stranger. I want you to think about it with... Um, you know, if it's with your kids, if it's with your wife, if it's with people at church, I want you to, you know, don't, don't leave any, any uh, possible position, work, conflict, all those things. Don't leave anything out, please. Let, let the Holy Ghost do his thing, okay? But here's the point that I want to make here we talk about that a, a healthy person is easy to talk to, is when we are healthy, other people actually look forward to conversations with us. They don't run from us when we walk in the room. Okay, and the reason is because we're not only friendly and we're joy to be around, but we also uh, add value and add. I'll just say we give life to their lives. We add value to their lives. Yes. So let me give you two verses. Proverbs 17, 27 says this: it "says He who has knowledge restrains and is careful with his words." Think about that in your conversations, and a man of understanding and wisdom. Has a cool spirit. He has self control. He's evil tempered and uh, even tempered, not evil temper. <laughs> Roll tide. Anyways, my bama got me. And even temper, and basically this, that, that they have a calm spirit about them. Do you get what I mean by that? They, they, they have a calm spirit. Colossians 4 6 says this: it says, let your conversation be gracious. And what's that next word? Somebody say, attractive. Gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. In other words, because, because the way you talk to people is so attractive, people want to talk to you. Yes? And listen, that, that's not just for extroverted people. It's for introverted people as well, right? Number two. Are you all with me? Yeah. Number two. Thank you, Noah. Number two. Healthy people are secure. Lord Jesus, help everyone in this room in this one. Healthy people are secure. Healthy people do this. They don't they don't constantly drain people due to their need of assurance, need for affirmation, needs for pat on the back. Uh, that you know, they don't always have to be seen, they don't always have to be noticed. They're not emotionally fragile and what I mean by this is how many times have you been in a conversation with someone where it feels like where you feel like you you have to navigate a minefield so you don't step on the wrong subject or the wrong thing and you're thinking about everything you got to say because it's because they're so sensitive that man it could just blow up in your face anybody ever been there wave your hand at me if you've been there some of y'all i guess people for y'all talk to anyway so all right so listen that they don't manipulate people by using guilt trips or other emotionally driven tactics to get what they want and i'm going to tell you where that happens the most today in our society it's a little thing called facebook that people have put out this post that they want to preach to somebody, but they're really they're really manipulating people. Yes, they're manipulating people, even in little little silly, stupid things like. And I did call it stupid because it is stupid. That you know, if you love me, you'll respond to this. If you're my friend, you'll 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 send this to 563 people. It's you, you know that's manipulation, right? So, listen, once again, a, a person that's secure, a person that's healthy, man, they don't play the victim. Another thing is this, a healthy person, this is really where God wants us to be. Is that he wants us to know and he wants us to walk in. He wants us to be secure in the identity that he's given us, right? And I'm going to say this, a lot of times when you're there, it'll look like you're arrogant and you're not arrogant. You're just confident. You're secure, right? So, even this, that man, that a healthy person knows that God is their source, And he's the only one that can meet all their needs, right? So they're not looking to everybody else. They're not looking for approval from everybody else. And even in this, a secure person is secure in God's love and acceptance for them. Therefore, they do this. This is huge because we're talking about interaction with people. They're gracious to other people. Right? When you're secure in yourself, you have tons of grace for people. You don't struggle building people up. You, you, know, you don't struggle encouraging people because when you're secure, there's not some unhealthy, silent competition happening in between the two of you. you, you know In your heart, you're actually grateful for them because, once again, you're not playing the comparison game. Right? So, so even in this, it's, it's this. When we're healthy, we feel, and this is really the main point I want to give to you here, when we are healthy, we feel secure in God's love. And that is easier said than done. Yes? But we're secure in God's love. And when we're secure in God's love, we feel accepted and we feel saved, which means this. Get this. That when, when you and I feel secure in God's presence, it's not that hard to feel secure in everybody else's presence. So if you're here today, and I'm going to talk to myself here too, that when we're insecure, when we're around certain people, it's because we lack security in here with him. Because there's this thing about when you're really secure, what happens is, is you actually make other people feel secure. You, you go, you go from, this, from this perspective of needing something to now you're giving something, right? You're giving security to people. So let me give you a verse here, and this is just simply put, man, probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. And I think it's because this verse broke so much insecurity in my own life. But it says this, it says, I have called you back from the ends of the earth. Man, that's pretty awesome. Take that. God, God it actually says in another translation that He searched the, the four winds of the earth and He called you. It's a good verse. He says, You are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. And this says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged. Or we can say, don't be insecure, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will make you secure. Why? Because I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. It's a great verse. Number three, healthy people do this. Healthy people get help. Somebody say help. They get help when they need it. They get help when they need it. What I mean by this is, is unhealthy people are stubborn. And they, and they live with this prideful, independent spirit that puts off this persona that I don't need you or anyone else. Anybody ever met that guy? And they think things like this, and this is maybe the main thing I want to get you to grab a hold of right here, is, is, a, is a person that is unhealthy, they say things like this, if they really cared about me, they would approach me and ask me how I'm doing. See, 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 people who are unhealthy, get this. People who are unhealthy always expect the other person to be first. But when you're healthy, you don't have, a, you don't have an issue of who's first. You just go, hey, I need help, right? Why don't they call me? I, I, I got to be honest. Can I be honest? A lot of times the reason people don't call is because, man, they don't. They get tired of you not wanting to change And all you want to do is heap your mess on them. Right? And that is draining for people. Yes? Now listen, there's a difference when you're going through a short stint and you want to get yourself out of it. And yeah, we'll meet you in the middle. We've all been there, right? We've all been with our face in the dirt and had to pick ourselves up and, and, you know, dust ourselves off and thank God for people in those processes. But people who just enjoy wallowing in that mess, you're going to be a lonely person for the rest of your days. Because it doesn't matter what they say or what they do, you really don't want to get up. See, a healthy person does this. A healthy person has no problem admitting, hey man, I'm so over my head right now and I have no clue what to do. Yeah. Right? We've all been there, yes? There, there, there's no judgment in that. We've all been there. But see, a, a person that's healthy says this, man, I'm teachable and I and I'm eagerly seeking your wisdom because I know you have something that I don't in that circumstance, and I need to know what got you through. Right. right? And so it's it's this that a healthy person, once again, they they never they realize that they're never mature enough to stop growing and stop changing we're we're all growing we're all changing till the day we die okay but so simple put main point healthy people are humble and teachable humble and teachable let me give you three verses the bible man i could i could have gave you probably a hundred right here and we narrowed it down to three okay so here we go the way of a fool is right in his own eyes i'm gonna say an unhealthy person thinks he's right in his own eyes but a wise man is he who listens to counsel let me give you the next one. He who walks with wise men will be wise. That's why as, as men and women here, we should be looking for people who carry a wisdom that we don't have, and we need to go be next to them. Yeah. Right? Last one. Here we go. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussions. See, that last part right there, through discussions, not through arguments, is through just open and honest conversations that, once again, that go in there and say, man, look, I'm struggling with this. Yeah? And it's, and it's that. Me, for me personally, uh, now granted, I, I realize I'm an acquisitive person by nature. Questions are easy for me. Um, so when I get around people that got the goods, I got plenty of questions. So it, it's, but there's that side of me that says this, I'm not satisfied where I'm at. I want to grow. I want to learn. So let's ask questions. It's the only way to figure it out. Right? And so and it's in this sense that that if, that if that guy or that gal's got revelation, I want to suck it dry because I need it too. And maybe they can save me in the conversation years of what it's taken them to get. Maybe I can get it pretty quick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Number four is healthy people. Don't overlook this one, please. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm giving the right wording for this, but don't miss it. Healthy people respect themselves. They respect themselves. Meaning this, that they value their God-given abilities, personality, and even their body. And maybe, you know, once again, I'm not putting the right words here. But, but they're not careless with who they are. Right? So often we're, we're just careless. But they're not careless. And, and it's this, that a, when we respect ourselves, we don't fall into this trap. We, we don't fall into a trap that expects more from somebody else than what we expect from ourselves. Yes? Yes? That that In other words, it's this, I'll use the example, that I sit back in life and I go, man, I expect more from Kyle than I would ever expect from me. In other words, I expect him to pray this much, read this much, treat his wife this way, treat his kids this way, do X, Y, and Z, work this hard, do all these things, but I don't put myself under that same standard. Listen, when I respect myself, I understand that the Bible says that we should all walk with an excellent spirit. Right? And that becomes my standard. And so, so in this sense, when I respect myself, y'all listen to me, then that means that I don't uh, you know, walk around with self-hate. It, it also means that I don't speak negative words about myself or put myself down all the time. There are some areas i got to work on with that. Right? But, but you know, it's, it's this. We really believe life and death is in the power of the tongue. What are we releasing over ourselves? right? What are we speaking life into or death into our own lives? And it's in this sense, when we respect ourselves, we don't wallow in self-pity and we don't harm ourselves or damage ourselves through, uh, you, you know, once again, I'm saying this because it's so rampant in our region, but when people really respect themselves, they don't damage their lives through substance abuse and through addictions, right? And that's ones that people see and ones people don't see. It's ones that's done in public and in private, See, healthy people are this, and it took me a while to learn this one, but, but healthy people are not too hard on themselves, right? In other words, that, that they put such a demand on themselves, going kind of flip side now, that it's almost it's unattainable, right? I, as, a, as a young believer, I put myself in a position that I, that I demanded myself to, to be things and do things. Of people who have been walking with the Lord 50 years, and I got like two years in. Right and and I had a pastor look at me one day and say, "Q, you, you're way too hard on yourself, bro. You, you need to reel it in." And it's the first time I ever realized it. Uh, and the reason is is because I couldn't I couldn't match that standard, so I constantly lived in self condemnation. So the next thing is healthy people, man, healthy people are patient towards their own spiritual development, and, and even in this, they're gracious towards themselves and their own mistakes. Right? How often have we, everybody listen here, how often have we uh, basically lived in condemnation when God already forgave us? Right? Sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. Right? And, and the only way we're gonna move on is if we can really forgive ourselves, and then God can bring healing, right? And so it's even in this that that, and please listen to this one. This sounds trite, but it's so true. Healthy people have learned to laugh at themselves. Listen, we live in a region where so many people are too serious. Way too serious. L- l- listen, if, if if you want to be healthy, you got to learn to not take yourself too serious. You have to, to be able to laugh at yourself. And uh, until you learn how to laugh at yourself, you'll be bent out of shape when other people laugh at you. <laughs> because I am going to laugh at you. Okay, so... <laughs> Because I think people are funny. All right, here we go. So healthy people do this. It's really simple. Healthy people, healthy people see themselves in the light of God's word. Through the light of, they see themselves through God's eyes, right? And so let me give you one thing here. Is healthy people, may point, healthy people have learned to love the way God made them. And they have chosen to carry themselves in a way that honors and brings glory to God. Right? The, everything I do, I live for his honor. I live for his glory. And uh, it'd be great if we did that 100% of the time. Yeah. So let me give you two verses. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. Hebrews 13, 18 says this. It says, pray for us for our conscience is clear and we want to live honorably. For who? For him in everything we do. Ephesians 5, 29 says this, and this may sound like it doesn't fit, but it does. It says, no one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church. In other words, let me give you a, a different spin here is that as people who respect ourselves, we should treat ourselves the way Jesus would treat us. Right? But, but you know, next time, next time you go to say something about yourself, or, you know, do, do whatever. I mean, there's a hundred things here. Your, your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. All those things. That next time you go do something, just ask yourself, would Jesus treat me this way? Number five. Healthy people respect others. And here's what I mean by that, is that they don't put a demand on others to think, talk, act, or become just like them. We do that a lot, right? And, and we do that in church a lot, too. And and it's part of the reason why, I'll use Larry Randolph's words here, it's, it's part of the reason why the church is suffering from sameness, you get that? That we are suffering from sameness. In other words, everybody's trying to be just alike. And when we're doing that, guess what? We, and once again, using his words, we become an echo instead of an original breath. Right? And we just become a repeat of somebody else who's repeating somebody else who's repeating somebody else instead of going, God, who have you made me to be and living that out? Right? And I don't mean that in the area of sin, but I mean the area of that you and that you your own unique blend are an expression of who God wants you to be. In other words, that you, you stop and you look around the room and you understand that, that even if I pick these four young people in the front room, I called you young, that was good, is um, <laughs> these four young people right here that all of them reveal a different part of who God is. Yeah. And when we become an imitation, we rob the world of that piece or that reflection of who God is. Yeah. Make sense? So, healthy people do this, and this is so key. We're talking about respecting others. They don't put other people on trial, right? So often, we we may not do that verbally, but we do that mentally. We put people on trial and say that they're guilty, and healthy people, they're just considerate. Even in this, let me maybe say it this way, that when we're healthy, and I know I'm saying that word a lot, and that's intentionally, but, but when we're healthy... We express our personal views, we express our opinions, our expectations, and our convictions in a pleasant way. Easy to receive. It's not forceful. If you have a personality like me, it's easy to be forceful. Uh, but it doesn't work, right? It does not work. It doesn't work. That's right. So, but also at the same time, watch this. So when we're respecting people, in the same way, we genuinely listen to another person's view another person's opinion, expectation, and even their convictions, right? And the reason is, is in that, I'm also taking into account the difference of their personalities, their approach to life, their background. And uh, let me just make this clear. What I'm not talking about here is I'm not talking about sin, okay? we, We don't, in other words, we don't embrace folks' sin. We just embrace their originality and who God made them, okay? Am I making sense? So healthy people, they genuinely care about the feelings of others, once again, I know this is kind of a repeat here, but, they, but they, they're happy and they celebrate when people do better than them. That's hard sometimes, right? When you're trying to do something and somebody else does it better, that's hard, right? It's, it's, you know, even yesterday I was sitting in my house and, and my daughter wanted to know what she does better than her brother. And she wanted me to give her a list. And that's hard, Right? So they both have great qualities, but, but that is a sign of unhealthiness in our own soul, right? And so it's, it's this: so when we're healthy, guess what? Then we can look at our brother, look at our sister, whoever, and we can encourage and we cheer them on because we want to see them succeed in life. We want to see them live in the blessings of God. If we don't, once again, something's wrong. So here's the point here. Healthy people are loving towards others. In fact, they love others in the way they want to be loved. Don't miss that. They love each other in the way they want to be loved. In fact, here's your verse. We've all heard it. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Right? Golden rule. Treat them in the way you want to be treated. But let me kind of add this here. Have you ever been around somebody and you go, man, they're so disrespectful? Right? It is impossible, impossible to respect others when you don't respect yourself. Okay, it's impossible. So those people who you just say, man, they're so disrespectful, it's because they don't respect themselves. Most of the time, the people that come off the most cocky and arrogant are some of the most insecure people that's in the room. Number six, got two more. Y'all doing all right? Going fast. Healthy people are number six. They're open. They're open. This is huge in the church, guys. They're open. What I mean by that is this, is they allow people to have access into their lives. Okay, they, they don't they don't hide physically, they don't hide emotionally, they don't hide spiritually, they they give people access. And, and it's in this sense that they don't they that they that they a healthy person lives like an open book. Okay, they, they don't live behind locked doors and barricades. And the reason I say this because have you ever had, tried to have a relationship with somebody that just won't open up to you? It's tough, right? And so, and so if we're going to be healthy, we need to learn how to be open. And, and here's what it means. It's, it means that we're not emotionally detached by being too cold or too hard towards those closest to us, right? And, and it's even this that, and this is huge, and everybody please hear this, okay? Hear this with balance. When we're healthy, we're open and we're honest about our mistakes. And we're honest about the lessons that we've learned from those mistakes, and we're happy to share them to make sure other people don't, Repeat those mistakes, right? But but here's the here's the wisdom and the maturity in it is that we know when and where to share those mistakes, because because people who run around and got to tell everybody everything that's unhealthy too. It's knowing the moments of knowing where where God maybe wants to use your story, your testimony, right at that moment to help somebody else out. But but those people who you know won't ever say one word because they're so afraid that. Um, You know that they're not gonna put the right face on for everybody else, that's unhealthy. Right? Our story is our story. If you if you want backing of that, go read the book of Acts. Look how many times Paul said, Hey, I used to be that guy. Here's a verse here. Proverbs twenty three eighteen or twenty twenty eight thirteen, sorry, twenty eight thirteen. It says, A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. Pretty clear, hey? says But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. Pretty good. last one, and we 're almost done. Here we go. Number seven: healthy people are balanced they 're balanced. What I mean by that is this is men they 're emotionally balanced mean they 're consistent and they 're stable and and if I can give you a wording here that they're not that they 're not too sensitive and they 're not too hard here 's the image I want you to get hopefully you 'll remember this, okay. It's because picture I have with this. For you guys, I don't do this because I'm not that great at I guess. I don't know. Or I don't buy those things. Maybe it's a better way to say it. But next time you go to the produce area in the grocery store, and you grab that piece of fruit or you grab that piece of vegetable, and once again, it's not too soft and it's not too hard. That's the way God wants us to be, just ripe, healthy, once again, right? So, once again, healthy people avoid emotional spiritual and physical extremes. They've also learned how to maintain, and this is important here, they've learned how to maintain, guys, gals, listen to this, an appropriate family, friend, work, leisure, church, private life balance. That we're healthy in all those areas. Meaning this, that we don't fall into the sinkhole of one of those never to be seen again. You you know, I've met so many guys over the years that all they know how to do is work, 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 work. It's a sinkhole. They're not balanced. And, and I've met uh, people who all they can do is watch TV, 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 TV. go you on know, Facebook, 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 Facebook. And it's, like they never, it's unhealthy, right? And I've met people who dive all into the church, and they forget their family. Unhealthy, right? And then I've met people who are all family and no church. Unhealthy. And God wants us to be a balance of all those things, right? And that's, once again, easier said than done, but it is doable. If we listen to the Holy Ghost, he'll help us. Amen? All right, so... So why we spend so much time on this today? Okay, I know once again I know this is teaching nothing flashy, so simple. I just want us to take an evaluation. But here's why we're doing this. this is the main thing I want you to walk away with today is the greatest gift that you can give to any relationship is a healthy you. The greatest gift, the greatest gift you can give your husband, the greatest gift you can give to your wife, greatest gift you can give to your kids, so on, so on, is a healthy you, right? For, for some of you in here, let me say this, some of you moms in here, you spend so much time making sure everybody else is healthy, you've become unhealthy. Okay? And, and some of you guys, you've worked so much to provide, you forgot to remain healthy, and now you're in a bad spot with your family, and you're losing your kids. Fair enough? So, so once again, it's, it's Jesus, how do you want me to be healthy? You, you, you know i heard um, I heard a guy say the other day it was an athlete I was listening to an interview, and he talks about basically before every season he would edit his life I thought man that 's so good. he would edit his life in other words, he would evaluate his life oh it 's no different than than you know Terry and these guys doing the you know the commercials or whatever the announcements okay that 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 they that they filmed something and then they edit duncan 's mistakes I know it 's hard to believe he'd have one but but they edit Jen's mistakes. They edit Drew and Heather's. They had you know, whatever. The people that have helped, that they edit these moments, right? And so, and so it works well. You know, Austin, you know, he, he a little plug for my man here. You know, he videotapes weddings and all kinds of things and does a phenomenal job. But, but after the whole wedding, guess what? He, he edits pieces to make it look like this beautiful thing, right? Like everything worked well, right? Like, like when Noah was doing his wedding and he picked his nose. Well, he, well, he made that shot something different. <laughs> Right. And so see if you're awake, but, but it's a, I actually told him to make me look good at that after that one, but, um, hard work. So anyways, but it's, this is in the same way that those guys edited the video, we, we, we take a step back and we allow the Holy Spirit to show us our life and we go, what needs to be edited out here? Am I being too much of a recluse? Am I, am I spending so much time with people that I don't spend time with God? It's, you know, once again, there's all these things that h- how am I doing, right? Because once again, if we allow the Holy Spirit to edit our lives, he'll bring us to a spot that's healthy. So listen, when like I said, the grace gifting brings a healthy you, which means this, that you need to understand what a healthy you really looks like, and then you need to begin to take the necessary steps to become that. And, and this is, you know, even in the context of what we've been talking about, a healthy you does a whole lot better, and conflict does a whole lot better at work, family, all those things, okay? So for, for this to happen, this is so simple, it's such a given, foundations or fundamentals that we walk away from so often is this, is that, is that what God uses to bring us into a healthy spot is, number one, His Word. Yes. Can't get away from it. Right. So secondly, it's his spirit. And I'm going to just say his voice. God's voice is the answer to millions of problems. (laughs) One word from him. Right. Issue. Grab one verse. Hear God. You know, once again, God speaks in so many different ways. But man, it's a solution. And what I found out is that when I am when I am not listening to the word and when I'm not listening to the voice, what will he do? He'll send somebody along to talk to me, and, and they, are, they are the prophet for the hour at that moment to speak to me because I'm not listening to God somewhere else, and so I, I'm going to say this, that we need to be doers of the word, we need to listen to God's voice, we need to give people permission to speak into our lives, but we also in here need to begin to speak into other people's lives, we'll talk about that next week, because what I want to talk about next week is Mark 4, and how God uses us actually as gardeners in people's lives. And so we don't need to be, once again, just because you, one of the greatest things that you can do from an act of love is to go to someone and say, look, I love you, but I've seen this in your life and it's unhealthy, right? But but we can't be willing to do that without having somebody do that to us. And that's hard because some of us in here like doing that to other people, but don't like doing it. Yeah, it hurts. So yeah, stand to your feet, please. So let me give you this one more time. Remember this healthy people are easy to talk to. They're secure. They get help when they need it. They respect themselves. They respect others. They're open and they're balanced. And I'll add they're doers of the word and they listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Some ask you to be mature about something, okay? Time evaluate what I want to do at this moment. I'm not going to give some altar call. I, I simply, I'm simply going to say this to you: have the maturity about you, and have the courage about you to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to edit your life. Okay, and give Him really to go. Hey, that's out of balance. Okay, you don't, you don't use the right tone there. You don't, whatever, all those things. I don't need to repeat them, but but let Him evaluate you. Amen. And uh, because he wants a healthy you, and your family needs a healthy you, your friends need a healthy you. So let's pray. And when I say amen, we're going to have some people that do pray with people. If you want prayer today, you can come down at the end and ask them to pray for you. If you're here today and you know that you're not in a right relationship with God, uh, I, you know, once again, I'm not going to put on a, a you know, a, whatever, pony and whatever show. I don't know. I, I got something going through my head that's not working. Is, is, um, you, you know, it's basically this, that if you know you need to get right with God, please come down and ask one of these people to pray for you, okay? It's got to be your decision. It doesn't need to be some emotional thing. It needs to be your own heart that says, man, I need to get right with God. Amen. So let's pray, and we'll and we'll uh, be released. So, Father, today I thank you, God, for your kids. God, I thank you for your love that you have for us. And, uh, Lord, I realize that some of that stuff may be really practical, but also some of that stuff is really hard to hear because, God, we have to face ourselves, and, Lord, that's not easy. And so, God, I thank you that you don't ever uh, do something, uh, you know, to make us feel bad or to put us down, but, Lord, you lovingly lead us into becoming more like your son, which is the healthiest example of all. And so, Lord, we just ask today, God, that our ears would be open, that our hearts would be open, God, to just see where we need to edit our lives. God, where we would see where we're unhealthy, and, Father, that our hearts would be Uh, I guess just be willing to have the courage to go through the process that needs to happen so we can become healthy. And, Lord, I'm also asking today, God, that if there's anybody that we need to go ask for forgiveness from, if we need to repent for the way that we've been uh, as far as being unhealthy towards them, God, give us the courage to do that too. So, Lord, let's have pure hearts. Let us have pure motives. And let us live pure lives that honor you and bring glory to your name. And so, Holy Spirit, even now in this moment where people are here, I pray that you would begin to speak to them and that you would show them exactly what needs to shift and what needs to change in their lives. Lord, I pray, God, as a church, God, that we would value relationships the way you do. God, that we wouldn't be the kind of people that value you and are only our relationship with you and could care less about everybody else. Lord, I pray that we would, we would love other people. And, Father, I'm also asking, God, that we wouldn't be the, the people that are just social butterflies that only care about the people around us and give you so much, uh, just a little time. So, Lord, I'm asking, God, that you would bring once again a balance. God, that we would love you and that we would love people to the best of our abilities. And once again, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.